Okay, let's see where we are. We are today, Bezat Hashem, going to be learning Dafyod Beis in Maseches Chagiga, which means that we just started um, the second parak in Maseches Chagiga, which is called Ein Dorshin. Oh boy, Ein Dorshin. That is all the sort of forbidden topics, the forbidden library, right? The, the Arias, Maisa Beratius, Maisa Markava. And the Mishnah discusses, right, that you should not learn. I'll just read the mission real quick. Uh, Rashi explains, Shlosha meaning Dorshin is one rabbi and two students for a total of three. What does Dorshin mean anyway? So Dorshin means learning or, right, so. Where's that word from Dora? Darash. Drisha. The, the root is Dalad Reish Shin. Where's that in the Chumash? Medrash. Yeah. Learning. That's you a good question. Yeah. I think it up top in the Noah. He said that uh, if you don't do take care of the animals, I will dorish you. What does that have to do with drasha? Uh-huh. Come after you if you, if you you know do something wrong with the animals. Right, I need drosh. Right, that right because because lidrosha uh, That's a good question. In other words, it has multiple meanings. It it can mean learn. It can mean like look into. Like I'm going to look into you. That's interesting. Okay. My sabracious bishnaim, right? So that's more than two people. And Markava biyachid, you can't even learn that on your own, right? Then, uh, unless your chacham mevin midaito, says the Mishnah. And then it later says, if a person is mistaka by arba dvar, and we're going to get into this, then it's, it's, rosui lo kilo lo the interesting lotion of rosui lo. Um, it's like, it would have been, Rashi explains that Rasui, it would have been better had he not come to the world. Uh, we'll uh, explain the lesson of what Rasui really means. And then it says, what are you not supposed to look at? And what's beneath, what's above, beneath, before you, behind you? Rashi, Tosfos, Maharal, everybody says a little bit differently. Is it talking about physically in front of you? It's talking about beyond human comprehension. Okay, so we will get into all of that, but that was just an introduction because then what the Gemara does is basically after saying that we shouldn't really learn these topics uh, so heavily, I guess the Gemara uh, assumes that we are because it starts to explain and which is what we're going to be discussing the next few days. Okay, so uh, we got a little carried away. We have too many people here, Andrew. We're not supposed to have so many people to discuss Mice of and Mice of Merkava. Why, I always ask this question, why is Chagiga, talk to me, why is Chagiga such a, you know, why... Esoteric, why, why do we learn all these esoteric so things? To have this tomorrow. Why over here? That's a good question. Why are we discussing all these esoteric things in, in uh, Meseches Chagiga? Yeah, That's a good question. Have to do with, the, you know, all this, uh, you know, um, <laughs> okay, so, so so that that's a good question. The, the carbon chagiga is uh, carbon. That's something that I, maybe I'll look into and I can and I can get back to. You. Maybe I'll ask Rabbi Rose or Rabbi Gross. I did actually yesterday. I was looking to see Andrew to Simcha and Rabbi Rose, and we asked him something relative. I asked him something relative to today's Gemara. So God willing, we'll get a chance to quote him, Rabbi Rose Shlita. Okay, so let's see the Gemara. Well, a little bit more You know what? Let's start because um, I don't want Andrew to. Uh, 
to get you excited. Let's start seven lines up from the bottom of Yud Aleph and Beis, and we'll build some momentum. What I will not do is get into all the philosophical teachings because I don't claim to understand these Gemaras that well. But let's see Pashup Shot some aspects of Mice and Bracious. Uh, presumably, that which the Gemara discusses is that which you're allowed to learn about Mice and Bracious, right? Uh, let, let's say like this also, Garanoids. Pashup Shot, okay? Try to stick with the things that you can understand, right? Don't, don't try to pontificate too much things outside of what's in front of you. Here we go. Taner Bar, so, so says the Gemara. Uh, so where do we learn that? So the Taner because we learn in the Brisa, right? The Pasuk says, um, where is this Pasuk? Uh, it's in Sefer Dvarim, right? It says in the Pasuk, right? When they're going to ask you, Right, Yochi Chol Vein Shnaim Shalim. Right, Shalna is a single person should ask. The Amim Rishonim is obviously referring to Ma'aseh Bereishis. So how they, that's how you know that a single person is supposed to ask Ma'aseh Bereishis. And as Rashi said, that means two people total learning: one teacher, one student. Yachol Yishal Adam Kadim Shnivar Olam. What if he? It says Yamim Rishonim. How does that? How do they know that that's talking about Ma'aseh Bereishis? Maybe it's asking that which is mentioned in the Mishnah, which is before Maisei Bracious, like what happened before. No, that's where the Pasuk says later in Bracious that it's from the day that we were on earth, meaning that from the day that we were created, not before creation. Oh, Maybe, therefore, if it's talking about from the time that man was on earth, so human, human beings, so then maybe it shouldn't even go back to the beginning of creation, the first day, but rather it should not go back earlier than the sixth day when actual humans were created. Talmud Lomar, the Yamim Rishonim Asher Hayu That means Asher Hayu meaning you can even ask about the days of creation, uh, starting from the first day. Right, our Mishnah says that you cannot ask those things. What's above, what's below, what's before, and what is after. It's the Pasuk himself, right, which delineates the boundaries of which what you can ask, right? You can't, you can only ask from the edges of the earth to the edge, to the other edge. As we finally arrive at Be'ezim at Aleph, Says the Gemara, Now that we've learned that you can only uh, really inquire as to within the boundaries of the earth, right? Man is always inquiring what's out there in space. You're sending out the probes. Is that a violation? Uh, I don't know. So anyways, again, it would depend on how you define what's before, what's above, what's after. I think um, it sounds here like it's talking about physical boundaries, but we'll see. Lamali. Well, once you know that you have and you've already set the boundaries of inquiry, why do you have to say from the day that Hashem created the world and not? Now, truth of the matter is, and Rashi points this out, the first question seems like it's geographical. That's the geographical boundaries. is temporal, temporal, right? It's talking about time. So those are, those are really two things, but... Rashi is assuming once you know that you're bound by space, then you're presumably also bound by time. All right? You saw that little detail there, Andrew? Anyway, so that is uh, 
it's just, you should assume, why do you need to know that you also are bound by time? Says the Gemara, as is famously said, the first Adam Arishon, he reached, uh, what was his height? Up to the sky. Okay. On the day that Hashem created Adam, Al Haaretz. Okay. Well, you have to read, the, the, the Pasuk says, he created him, right? Allah Aritz. And then, and then the continuation is, and until, until the end of the earth. Okay. So it says, uh, right? Right. So then it says, because of that, uh, Pasuk, we see that he actually read that to, to, to mean that he reached until the earth. So then, why is it that we're not that tall? That we don't reach all the way to the earth. Once he sinned, right? There was the holy hand placed on his head and boom, shrunk him down to size. This is a Pasuk at Tehillim that says later and earlier, it implies two different episodes of creation. The first one was created super tall. And then the second creation, he put a palm on me and Put me down to size. Fine. So then says the Gemara, Amar Yudamarav. This is again concerning the height of Adamarishon. Adamarishon misofa olam sofo haya. Oh, so this is an interesting thing. We have a source that say that initially he was created till the heavens in terms of height. Now we see what was his height? The height, you would take the circumference from one end of the earth to the other, and that's the height of Adam Arishon. Shinamar Lamina Yomashabar Lakim Adam Al Haaretz. That's the full pasuk. Okay, there, there it is. Okay, so. So if you just read the first, it sounds like the height of Adam Arishon was from the earth all the way up until the heavens. But when you read it, then you realize, wait a minute, maybe it's not talking all the way up until the heavens, maybe it's talking laterally, right? The circumference of the earth. So says the Gemara, and then it says the same thing, that after he sinned, he was reduced. Again, quoting the Pasuk from Tehillim, but the Gemara then asks, we're taking the same Pasuk, and we're translating it in two different ways. In one way, we're translating it vertically, and the other way, we're translating it horizontally. So, which is it? Says the Gemara, the mathematical impossibility, well, I wouldn't say impossible, but untrue, that it, the vertical dimension is the same as the horizontal dimension. So anyways, the Mepharshim, the go with Maharal here, right? Usually you associate Maharal with esoteric. Maharal here is going to say this is all allegorical, okay? Uh, meaning, is, is this physically, are we trying to make a physical commentary on the size of Adam, the, the, the Maharal explains, no, his mind was able to comprehend everything, right? Um, which is to say, he understood all that there was to understand, right? Like uh, a, terrible, a terrible modern day analogy would be like he was Google, you know what I mean? Like in other words, he understood everything that there was to understand, right, um, uh, on the earth. So that could be described Okay, in a variety of ways. You could say he understood everything from the heavens to the earth, or from the earth to the heavens. Or he understood everything from one end of the earth to the other. That's the Maharal. 
that what it means is Adam Arishon was um, was created with tremendous clarity and knowledge of everything that was going on, and perhaps that also would be carried over to the description of him being sort of cut down to size. That we already understand the Rambam explains this in Mar Nevuchim. That once you ate from the tree of knowledge, right? So this is uh, Arya Kaplan explains it in a beautiful way. He he refers to it as imagination. The other Marishon before the tree of knowledge, right? He had sort of um, not an imagination, but an understanding of true re- what we would call true reality, right? Because Hashem is Emes, right? Hashem is the pure, unadulterated truth. Right? Clarity, truth, no, no clouding whatsoever. Adam Arishon eats from the tree of knowledge, so he gains, obviously, self awareness. Right? You see an animal, they're not really like worried about when they're, you know, uh, what, when they're going to die or, you know, whether they're fulfilling their potential. They're just kind of instinctive, they're doing their thing. So maybe that's kind of like what the tree of knowledge is, because after all, after he ate from the tree of knowledge, wow. he was aware they were what? They were aware of their nakedness, right? They became self-aware, if nothing else, right? However, part of that self-awareness came with some clouding of the actual physical truth, of the actual reality, a clouding of a reality which is, as uh, Arya Kaplan explains, imagination, uh, okay, so that's a novel explanation. But be that as it may, right, it's, it could be what it means when it says that he was cut down to size. That, so what was this thing? Was it a devil or what? Oh, so how was how he able to do that, uh, the, the sin? Right, right. So, yeah, right. Barry, you understand the philosophical question that Goranos is posing? Uh, the philosophical question he's posing is if Adam Marishan only could understand like practically like Malachim, like he, didn't he wasn't clouded at all by, by imagination, the 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 das was das tov vera, so it's the classic conundrum. How can you sin before you know the difference between tov and ra? That's the that's the philosophical conundrum he's asking. So 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 the answer here is uh, complicated, right? Obviously, it's a philosophical conundrum. So maybe before tov vera, there was like emes and sheker. That's what that's what Ari, that's for Arya Kaplan to explain. I, I we said we weren't going to get into it. What hap, what's happening here? Okay, fourteen lines down. Before Andrew has a tantrum. Okay, so now, Ten things were created on the first day, and here we are. We're going to see in the Psukim, it's obvious. Some of these are going to be familiar to you. It's all the beginning of Bracious. Tov Avo, right? So heaven and earth, Tohu and Bo, the Gemara is going to explain what those terms mean. Or Vachoshech, right? Light and darkness, Ruach from Maim. Wind and earth, wind and fire, wind and water, midas yom, midas halayla, length of the day, we'll say, and the length of the night, and shamai, okay, and so now let's discuss. Shamai varets, takhsay varets, varal kevs, and shamai varets. Right, that's the first pasuk in the Torah. Tovavo, varets, takhsay varets, haisa tovavo. As we see, orvachoshech, takhsay, choshech. Okay, so we see the the word v'choshech. It says v'choshech al pnei tahom. That's a pasuk in Parishas. Or d'chseva yom elokim v'hi or. These are all psukim that we see in the in obviously the creation. Ruach umayim d'chseva ruach elokim archefas al pnei amayim. So we see in the very pasuk that it's the spirit or the breath of Hashem, whatever that means, is hovering over the mind. Midas yom midas laila. What do you mean by length of day and night? D'chseva yerev v'yivokar yom echatz. Obviously, there was a day and a night. There was day, and there was day, and there was, and there was night, and there was day. Okay. 
So now let's define tovavo, tana. Tohu is right? So you guys know already that I would have loved for this to be the international date line. Doesn't look like it. This looks like a green line, circles the entire world. From there, darkness comes out. Okay? That darkness was the concealment around it. Where is this line? We don't know. That is the what? The stones. Damp stones sunk in the deep. It's the water source, Gorano. It's Shinamar. It's Pasuk in Isaiah. We're going to have a lot of Pasukim in Isaiah today. Oh, look at that. Tohu Vavohu appears in Navi. It's the line of Tohu and the stones of Bo. That's the source, Andrew, for what we're saying in the Gemara. That the, that the, that the toe is a line, and the bow is a is the rocks, the stones. Okay. Well, would Rabbi Gross go over this tomorrow? Or? Yeah, I mean Rabbi Gross knows everything, so I, I assume he has some halach. Or Rabbi Hamburg probably. Yeah, they all do. They all do. Rabbi Rose is uh, teaching teaching this stuff too. Um, but he he complained to me yesterday at the Vart. He said I only get to do meisim. I miss a whole meisim arkava. That was funny. He's funny. Rabbi Rosh Shlita is the best. Okay. The Arbi Yom Rishon Ibari. Was light created on the first day? Asked the Gemara. Ah. See, what we're saying here is what? That all of these things, Asar Dvarim Nivri Bayom Rishon, right? That's what, that was the statement of Rabbi Marav. Well, was light created on the first day? This is the, one of the first things you learn when you start paying attention, um, which is what? Wait a minute. You read Bracious. And you see that the sun and the moon, right, assuming the sun is one of the stars, the Pasuk anyway says that he put the sun and the moon in the heaven when? As the Pasuk continues to say, everybody knows that the sun was placed in the sky, right, on the fourth day. Well, how could you have day and night without the sun? We definitely associate light with the sun. Um, so that's funny because the the... The uh, Gemara is now going to give the famous answer, which is that the or, uh, why? We'll read it inside. Could the Rebbe Elazar? What's the explanation? That the light, that light, which is referring to, right? By he or, that light that's mentioned in the beginning of creation, that was what man used to do to look from one end of the world to the other. Sounds like a different kind of light than what we talk about. In physics, right? It doesn't sound like that speed of light. It's not that light. It's some sort of light that of comprehension or something. And then came and Baruch Hu at that point contemplated whatever that means. Looked at the Dora Mabel Dora Flaga, who are going to do a lot of Averos. I'm going to try to overcome God and rebel. Right? They had these terrible actions. He said they don't deserve this light. And as it says, and so he hid it. As it says, right? This is the Pasuk in Eov, that he, he uh, took away the light, he withheld it from the Rishayim. So this light of comprehension, we we'll call it, he hid it away. And for who? The Tzadikim Lassid Lavo. Right? For the Tzadikim, we see, right? In the Pasuk in Bracious, it says that Hashem saw that the light was good. We know that Tov is always associated with a tzaddik because another pasuk in Isaiah, Shanemar Imur Tzaddik Kitov, okay. So Kevin Shara or Shagunzla Tzadikim, 
course, Birnbaum wants to say, or Zarua let Sadiq. That's a good one too. Okay, so Kevin Shara or Shagunzal at Sadiqim Samach. Once he saw that the or was hidden for the Tzadikim, he was glad. The light was gladdened, says the art scroll. Because it says, what do you mean? Hashem, we see, so this whole, all these anthropomorphic things. If Hashem sees it, he's kind of pleased. Oh, all of a sudden he remembered. What does that mean that he remembered about Dara Flaga? Right? This is all kind of like some description, some anthropomorphic description trying to make it relatable. Okay? Be that as it may, so that's why you have to change it. Maybe the light was what was gladdened, whatever, whatever that would mean. Shanema or tzadikim ismach. The light of the tzadikim is gladdened. Okay. Sure. What does gvura mean? Oh, you know what? It's funny you should mention that. We're getting up to it. Are you reading? Are you reading ahead, Granitz? No, I'm thinking about it. It's unbelievable. All right, you're about to you're about to be very happy. So watch this. First of all, again. We're explaining what the or was. What about Vayi'er Vayi'boker that happens the whole three and four nights before? How's that happening without the sun, Barry? Go figure that one out. Well, you could just say that's a period of time without the sun. Okay. I don't know. Okay, kids, tonight we have to get into where my Marwick is obsessed with the Kuzari. I, I, ha, I think, really? yeah, he's, he's giving, he has a podcast on it. I think I think the um, I think the Kuzari asked the Chacham this. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. YouTube, but it's a podcast. Okay, so okay, tonight Or Shabara Kadosh Baruch Hu Rishon. So again, the truth is what this Or was is actually a Machlokas. I think we hold like the Chachamim. This is what we say as follows. Watch this. Or Shabara Kadosh Baruch Hu Rishon. Adam Tzofa Madlip Ami Tzofa Olam Bat Tzofa Diver Biyakov. Everything we said up until now was a Biyakov. That that's like this comprehension. Oh, we all like the Chachamim. That now the sun, sure, it was created. Well, it doesn't really help you that much. But the sun was, in fact, created, but it wasn't suspended in space until the fourth day. When I say we hold like that, I believe Rashi quotes the Chachamim. Uh, he, he, he bavorns, let's be yeshivish, he anticipates the Kasha. When in the Chumash, and he says, no, the, the sun was created already by the first day, but it was hung in the sky on the, on the fourth day. It doesn't help our Vayer Boker question, but anyway. Three lines up from the wide. Here we go. Amar Vizutra Bartuvi Amar Rav. Already anticipated by Garanots. Basarid Varim Nivra Olam. The world is created with ten things. Chachma, Uvizvuna, Uvidas, wisdom, insight, understanding. Kohach, Uvigaara, Vigvura, strength. Rebuke, we'll see this, what kind of rebuke this is. It's like one of these is not like the other. All these other sounds really good, and Gaara sounds like rage. So we'll see. Gaara is oisios rage, right? The, so he says, uvigvura and might, betzedek v'mishpat, righteousness and justice, v'chesed v'rachamim, and kindness and compassion. You had your gvura in there. Um, interestingly enough, the art scroll goes on a tirade against the ten spheros. He says, all of you people who are, you know, going to the Kabbalah Center and learning ten spheros, knock it off, says the art scroll. Because it is only going to lead you, you're never going to understand it. The most you're going to get out of it is you're going to start dividing Hashem, which is a fundamental concept that we have with Shmo Echad. Uh, you're going you're gonna to mess that up, right? You're going to think, oh, this is from his head, this is coming from his gvura, this is from his chesed, shebe chesed, knock it off. It's, uh, it's lush and you don't normal, normally see in, in the art scroll. Um, it's a topic, 
it's an example of an esoteric teaching susceptible to misinterpretation and distortion. They, so don't, 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 don't get, don't get involved. Okay. Uh, and it even says this confusion that has, t- it, the, the, the Rashbash apparently has talked about terrible confusion, uh, that can come from this and it has not disappeared in our own generation. It's therefore worthwhile to say the minimum necessary to avoid misconceptions. Okay. So we're not, we're not going to get too involved with the spheros guys. All right. But be that as it may, let's at least read it through. So he created with wisdom and insight. Okay, so we see that there was wisdom and insight certainly in the creation. That's the next Pasuk Mishlei. That the depths, that's, that's kind of interesting, right? We can at least tease out some analogies here. Through his depth of understanding, the depths were created. You see, every, everything that's physical in this world has some sort of corollary. Right, it's supposed to be all like this world. This physical world is an analogy, sort of, so to speak, to the um, to to the depth of Torah, etc. What about strength? Says so mountains with strength. Right, all this happened in creation. Bigara. So what's this rage? So that's a pasuk in Eov. So now you really have to ask this. He sets the mountains with strength. He's he's girded with might. Um, Andrew, you know the difference between Koch and Gvura? I always thought, Ezo Gibora, Kovash Yisro. I would have said, if you were to ask me, that Koach is like physical brute strength. And Gvura is almost like strength of will, is what I always thought. That Gvura is like bravery. The bravery that's required. It has nothing to do, I would have thought, like there's strength and there's might. Would you say that those two things, I always thought that might had some sort of extra psychological aspect to it. But I'm just spitballing here, Goranowitz. Don't, do don't, don't quote me. What do you think? Yeah, Andrew, what do you think? I never thought about Andrew's going to think about it later. Andrew, Andrew's fulfilling the commandment of learning at night. <laughs> Somebody made the point yesterday at the uh, VART that we could, we, oh, it was Yoni. Yoni who roped me into this in the first place, Yoni Baron. He said if we wanted to, if we've skipped Marv, we could probably dominate now. All right. Anyway, so he says like this. Uh, what's rage? So, the pillars of the heaven and the earth were astounded okay, now I, by now his I, rage. Now I know what to ask people. What's the difference between Koch and Gvur? They're all going to be stymied. Yeah, how about this one? What's the difference between Tzedek and Mishpat? Tzedek and Righteousness and justice are your, the foundation of the throne. Bechesed of Rachamim. Kindness and compassion. Remember your compassion and your chesed, your kindness. Uh, there's a lot to say actually about the difference between chesed and rachamim, and all of these distinctions are are, are interesting. But this were all the things with which the world was created. It was expanding like two unraveling balls of thread. We're getting into this gar. What's this rage going on? So it's not really a rage. It's a sort of rebuke that is metzamtzim. We'll use the word, right? That is limiting. That the pillars of the heaven are going to shudder, yirofafu, and they're going to be like sort of stunned by his rebuke. They use this in pediatric dentistry, old school dentistry. When the kid's acting out, they go, hey, watch it. And they're like, the kid's stunned into submission. Uh, I never, Baruch Hashem, I don't have to do that. 
in orthodontics. Anyway, parallel idea. Shlakish says, why does it say when it says, I am Kel Shaddai? It says, Ani Hushai What is Shaddai? You never thought of this. It's a, right, amalgamation of the word. Shamarti Olam, die. Right? I'm the one who said die. What is, it's this aspect of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that it's more, it's like Dave Palmer always says, the most amazing part of creation perhaps is the Shabbos, is the cessation of creation. It could keep going forever, but no, you've set boundaries, right? Because Hashem is limitless. So for Hashem to make limits is a quite a trick indeed. Okay. Amar Yishlakish, B'Shar Shabbat Kaddish Baruch Hu Es Hayam. Again, so you had the ocean. Shabbos was a gift to Kashbarak, uh, but it says, it's referring to Hashem also. So is anthropomorphic. Again, Hashem doesn't need to rest. He's not overworked, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of our, right? We already mentioned it in this Masechta that it's the gift. It's an os, hilo lam. Anyway, so when he created the yam, hayamarchi v'holech. What? There you go. He, he talked about Shabbos every week. You know? <laughs> right. I, 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 want, I want to hear you in his class also. Maybe if you came, I would go also. Right. This is a pasuk in the famous, the famous pasuk from Nachum. Do you know that Nachum existed, Barry? Anyway, so he says, So it says, So that again, right? This concept of tzimtzum, that the the uh, there was going to be an overflow of the waters, and then it is what rebuked, so to speak, and then it recedes, uh, and then you see land. Okay, fine. Tanur Rabbanon, eleven lines up from the bottom. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, a great interview I heard from this secular podcast. Tim Ferriss, he's not Jewish, he's not anything, he doesn't know anything. It's amazing what he asks. So he asked Rabbi Jonathan Sachs because he was Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Um, Zatzal was influenced by the Lubavitcher Rebbe. So he always refers to his rabbis and he refers to, he refers to the Rebbe. So he asked him, what's the difference between a rabbi and a Rebbe? <laughs> he asked him. So Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, without batting an eyelash, says, a rabbi looks at the world and he infuses it with, with holiness. A Rebbe looks and he sees holiness and angels and he just sees all the physical things in the world as like a hechatimza for which to access it, meaning top down versus bottom up, right? He was trying to explain that the Hasidic Rebbe is like main olam haba. You look at everything that's physical as just some manifestation of something to hold on to, but really he's living in the heavens. So this is literally Machlokas, Beit Shammai Beit Silo, and the first Pasuk in the Torah as follows. Tanurbanan, Beit Shammai Omrim, Shammai Nivru Tchilav Achikach Nivru Esaretz. What was created first? First the heavens, then the earth. Who could argue in this? Shanema, Bereshis Barlokim, Esa Shammai Vesaretz. You'd have to be crazy to argue with this. It's the first Pasuk in the Torah. It says it in order. First the Shammai, then the Aretz. Basilel, however, Omrim, Eretz Nivretz Tchilav Achikach Shammai. You look at the second chapter in Bereshis, and it says, Shanema, Bayom, Asos Hashem Lokim, Eretz v'shamayim. How do you like that? Switches the order. Samurlein Basil of Eshamai, the Divrechem, Adam Bone Ali of Achakach Bone Bais. Yeah, Basil is saying to Beishamai, I make more sense. When you build like a two story house, so what do you do? You first build the first story, which is to say the Aretz, and then the second story, which is a Shamayim. Shanamar, Pasuk and Amos, Habone Beshamayim Malosav, Agudas Al Eretz Yisada. Okay, fast question. Brace it, Barra. Yeah. Why those two words? Oh. 
So maybe it's implied here like this. It's uh, all of our existence, Quranowitz, is an amalgamation of Ruchnias and Gashmias. Oh. So that's all there is. There's Ruchnias and there's Gashmias and the interplay they're in. Oh. So Shanamar, so we're going to say Shemaim is Ruchnias and Aretz is Gashmias for our purposes. Shanamar, Abonim Shemaim, So here he says like this. He, he created the earth, the, the heavens, and, right, and the, uh, as a, what? As a second story, Ma'alosav. And then on the land, he made the foundation. So that's what Hillel is saying. But Hillel is saying that you have two stories. Obviously, you build the first story first. So I'm going to be how are they going to answer that? See what he's doing? He said, if you're going to use the construction analogy, well, guess what? Hashem, excuse me, is on the Kisei HaKavod. Well, that's the highest. That's the top of everything. <laughs> and so that makes the Shemaim the Kisei. Well, if the Shemaim is the Kisei, then guess what? The Aretz is the footstool, and which is the Shrafraf. So guess what? That's a, that's like a bitmia. In other words, what do you make first? First the chair, and then the footstool. Uh, so the footstool is the earth. Is the rather, yeah, the earth, right? The, the Kisei is the Shemaim. Shemaim, it's Pasuk and Isaiah, as we again, promised. Again, what's the footstool? Again, the, the Shemaim is my chair. And the Hadom Ragli is where you ever see like the low thing that you put your feet on uh, in front of the chair that's lower. No. So this is what Rabbi uh, Rose Shlita said to me yesterday at the Vart. They were created simultaneously. My hand landed foundation on the earth and my right hand measured out the heavens. And I said to them, stand together. Oh. So I want them to stand together, which means really they are inexorable from each other, Rabbi Rose said. Really, it's the Gashmis and the Ruchnias together. Right? So then how did Beisham Beisil explain this? Right? It says, Beferish, it was created together. So why are you saying one was before the other? The Gemara answers, What they mean is that they don't slip away. Once they are connected, they are in fact inseparable, the Gashmis and the Ruchnias, but they were not necessarily created simultaneously. Oh. Gemara says, Kashu Kraya Dadi. Wait a minute. Are you saying that the, the, no, so now that, forget about the created simultaneously. We have the two psukim and braces to contend with, right? Beit Shammai and Beisil both had two good psukim. One, and they contradict each other. One sounds like Shamayim was first and one sounds like Aretz was first. So the Gemara says, no. At the creation, this is, goes back to the, when do you create it and when do you hang it? Type thing. When they were created, he was first the Shemaim Bachakach Bar Aretz. That makes sense. Ruchnius was created before Gashmius. However, when it was built, Ukshanata, or planted as it were, Aretz Vachakach Nata Shemaim. Right? First Nata Aretz, and then the Ruchnius. My Shemaim. What do we mean by Shemaim? It's, a, it's an amalgamation of the word. That is where water is. Bimasni Satana, or another answer from Brisa, Eshumayim. Lamed Shevina Karish Baruchu, Utrafan Zebazeh, mix the Eshumayim together, Rasmay Merkia, bang, heavenly firmament. Three lines up from the bottom. Shalva Bishamal Trabikiva. Shari Mahalchem Baderach. They're walking around, and this is what they're talking about. Amalei. Atashishimashtas Nachamish Gamzu Esri Mishtaim Shana. You were in Nachamish Gamzu's shears for 22 years, right? Right. Not just in his shear. He was his Shamish, he was his Talmud Muvuk. And what did Nachamish Gamzu do? Something which Rabbi Kiva himself was famous for doing later. 
He was darsh every S in the Torah. So what does it mean in the Pasuk where it says, S Shemaim Vesar? It's Maya Darsh Vahen. What did he learn from those S? Samalite. Ilunema Shemaim Varts. If it would have just said, Bracious Barlow came Shemaim Varts, Haiti Omer Shemarshal Kadish Barhu, I would have thought that that was his last name. Like Elohim Shemaim Varts. Okay. So Akshav Shanamar Esa Shemaim Vesaretz. So now it says Esa Shemaim. So then I know Shemaim Shemaim Mamish. Aretz, Aretz, Aretz Mamish. I know that it's referring to what the actual Shemaim Varetz. It says, we turn to you at Bezim and Bez. It says, Es Aretz Lamali. Yeah, but once you have the first ace, as the symbolic time, 6.13 a.m., once it has the first ace, you already know that that's not Hashem's last name. So why do you need the second Aretz? Why don't we do this whole thing? I don't know, but I think maybe, uh, because you're not supposed to really be learning my Bracious, oh, but maybe showing what you are supposed to, okay. what you are allowed to learn. So you mentioned it. So S is Aretz Lamali. So 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 what's the second S? So like Dim Shemaim Laretz. So Rabbi Kiva says almost like one shita, right? Like the shita's Beit Shammai. To like Dim Shemaim Laretz, as Rashi, the first Rashi in your base, base explains, because if you did not have written the second ace, then you would have thought that you know, they were they were actually created simultaneously. Oh. And now the second pasuk in Brachas. For Aretz, I said so of a vow. But Shemayim as so mechdi. But Shemayim askel baresa. My shna the kachashiv myse Aretz. Right. In other words, the Aretz I said so of a vow. So the Torah first talks about the Shemayim, but then it gives the account of the earth before the Shemayim. So why is it explaining the Aretz before the Shemayim? So there's a brace that explains this. Tanav beiru Shemayim. Marshal emelch basar v'dam shamer la'avadav. Let's say you have a king. He tells his servants. Hashkimu lefischi says, "Come and meet me at my door tomorrow." Hishkimu matzah nashim ba'anashim. The next day, you have the nashim and the nashim. Everybody is coming. He says, "I want everybody to come early tomorrow." Let me mishabech. Who is he going to be mishabech? So let me shayinu darker lahashkivishkim. So, for example, let's say I come and I and I see Andrew here. So Andrew's part of the furniture. He's always here. But let's say I come and Dan is here at five thirty-five. I'm gonna freak out. Dan, what are you doing? So this is what the mashal is, that that which normally comes after the thing, because nothing comes after, nothing comes before Andrew, that which comes after is sometimes more exciting. No offense, Andrew. Seven lines down, Tanya. Rabbi Amazing. We have these people, human beings, they could see, but they don't know what they're looking at. They're sitting on the earth. They don't even know. What are we doing in this big marble and it's uh, spinning through uh, vast infinity? What's happening? And they don't see what the earth is standing on. So you should know it's Al Amudim. This is a Hasha explains. This is Pirkei Avos. He brings it down to earth, so to speak, figuratively and literally. Uh, right? He's saying that Gemilos Chesed, right? Torah Chasadim. That is, we should understand what the purpose of life is. But literally it means we don't know what, where, what's flying. Which means he shakes the earth from its place, the pillars tremble, there's pillars on water. So again, you could have the Marsha explain like, like all the depths of this. This is like the water is the Tyra and the Amudim is the pillars. Spreads the earth on the waters. And the waters on the mountains. Harim baruach, shenemar kinei yotzei harim, uvarei ruach, and the mountains are in the wind, because that says the pasuk in Amos, you see the mountains in the wind. Ruach v'tzara, and the wind is on the storm. Shenemar ruach, sara sedvaro, the storm is doing, right, the, the bidding of Hashem. Sara tluya bezro, shalakar shbarchu, and then the storm suspended from the arm. Shenemar mitachas ros olam, 
and beneath the arms of the world. Wow, lots going on here. So again, the Maharal explains, this is just showing you gradations, after all. The Akash Baruch is incomprehensible completely, and yet we live in a physical world. So these are like gradations through Torah that you can reach, Chachma, they represent the rabbis, and then the Gedolim, etc., etc. Then the Nevi'im, as follows, okay. So that is the levels between us and Hashem, but after all, it's a chain that we can access in a certain sense. Like the Mitzvah B'nai Israel, get it? The 12 tribes um, is the number of the borders. Seven pillars. Right? Carved out of seven pillars. Um, that is in Mishlei. That one pillar, also in Mishlei, that that is what the world is standing on. Okay. So we mentioned the seven. So we said, how many heavens? Do you ever wonder how many heavens there were? So the concept of heavens, I'm going to 12 lines up from the middle lines. There's two. There's Shemaim and then above the Shemaim. Rish Lakish said, seven heavens, Shiva, Eluhain. All right, it's a good question. Is this like allegorical? Is this physical? What's going on? I don't know. It says, the curtain, the vilon, the sky, and then the mills. Well, the Gemara is going to actually explain what all these are. And the zvul is where he hangs out, the residence. Ma'on, which is the abode. Machon is an arsenal. And Aravos is like Aravos, the plains. The amber, way, where's, whatever, grain. Okay, the fruit and plains. That's what I was looking for. Okay, anyway. Vilon, so what are these things? Vilon, Enumishamish Klum. Vilon is more style and function, Garanowitz. Okay, that's the first thing. We're going through all of these now. Vilon, Rakiyash, Hakim, Zvul. Ela, Nichna, Shachwitz, Yotze, Arvis. That's where the, the, the morning and the, and the evening goes. Umechadish, Becholio, Masabrashis. Well, we know that that's true, right? Hashem creates Masabrashis every day, so to speak, with the rising of the sun. Shneem, Arnose, Hanote, Chadok, Shamayim, Vayim, Tachem, Kaoel, Lashavas. This is again a puzzle in Isaiah, and it means that he spreads it. Like he, like, like one, like when you're making your bed, right? He, he stretches it like a thin oil, a curtain, like a tent. So that's kind of the curtain. It's more style than function. Then Rakia, the second thing. Rakia Shabo. What's that? Oh, wait a minute. That's a fast question. Um, so here you go. Rakia, here we go. Rakia Shabo Chamra Vadnal Kachavim Azalskvuin. In the heavens, you have the what? The moon, stars, the constellation. That's where they're fixed. Well, it says in the Pasuk. Uh, that's where he put them. Okay. That's an interesting one. In the third heaven, you have the millstones and they're grinding mun all day for the tzaddikim. This is a Pasuk in Tehillim, actually. Right? He commanded the mills on the top. Open the doors of heaven. And that's where the mun originated. Wow, the third. Maybe that's why Parsha Saman is on Tuesday. Oh, always wondering, right? Because that's not the day of the Shnai uh, Mikra for it. doesn't matter. Friday is. Okay, Zvul Banui. Which are the heavenly cities, right? The Zvul is Shabo Yushalayim Besamikdash Umizbeach Banui. Zvul is where Yushalayim Besamikdash. We're talking about the Yushalayim Shalmala, guys. That is where it's built. Michal Hasar Hagadol, Omedu Makarul of Korban. Yes, Yushalayim Shamala and has a Mikdash, and Mizbeach, Korbanus, the whole nine yards, so to speak. That's the fourth heaven. Michal's doing, he's the Kohen Gadol over there. Shanemar Banobanisi, base Zvul Lacham Achon Shiftacha. Pasuk Melacham Aleph. 
So we know about Yerushalayim Shalmala, Yerushalayim Shalmata, may they be reunited, I guess I would say. And we know in the Ikri Shamaim, how do we know that that is called, the Zvul is called heavens? Because again, Apostle Isaiah, look down from the heaven, from what? Your Zvul Kachecha, your residence over there, right? Of your holiness and splendor. So that's the fourth heaven. Okay? Back, Ma'on, fifth heaven. That is the abode. Shabo Kiso Shemal Chashar Shoma Shir Belayla. They're saying Shir Belayla. And they keep silent out of respect for Right, Hashem will command his lovingness in the night song. Beautiful, okay? Speaking of the night song, this, is, this should be encouraging to us. Five lines up from the middle. Uh, five lines up from the wide, rather. If you learn to study Torah at night, which we do. That should uh, bring a good luck charm, so to speak, or a chesed uh, charm all day. In the day Hashem will command this charm. May be mekuyim. Amen. What's the reason? Right? You look at the Pasuk and the construction from Tehillim, you see. If you sing the Shira of Hashem, which is the Torah, during the night, it should carry over into the day. Again, we're talking about a thread here. So you're starting in one spot, and it is actually carrying you over to the uh, 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 to the other. So the the spot here is the olamazeshu domalalila, which is like night, right? Because we don't know what's going on. And that Torah carries with you all the way to olam haba, which, as we know, shudomalayom, which is like the day. The same pasuk that we said in Tehillim, right, is extending that Torah that we learned from the night or in olamazeh to the day or olam haba. A related idea, let's say you stop learning, you start schmoozing. Yeah, let's stuff your, let's stuff your mouth with rosenwood coals. They uproot, right, the, the, like the tablet-like words by schmoozing. And eventually the root of coals will be their meal. They're going to eat coals. Okay. And we learned the Ikri Shemaim. So back to the concept of the seventh heavens. We didn't get to the seventh one yet. How do we know that the abode, which is the fifth heaven, is called Shemaim? Famous Pasuk. I'm looking from the Me'on, which is the abode, which is in the heavens. Good. You want to know about the sixth one? Machon. That's the arsenal. That's where they keep the snow and all kinds of hail. This is what they call in Israel retivut, the dew and the attic full of beads of water. Chamber of whirlwind and stone, cave of vapor, and the doors are fire. Right? He's going to open his storehouse of goodness, which means there must be another storehouse not so good. Okay? Honey, is new. Where are these items really in heaven? Honey, We see it on earth. All of this is, is in Tehillim. It's, it's on the land. All the watery depths, the Aish, Barad, Shalak, Kitar, Ruach, It's amazingly that list is suspiciously found in Tehillim as being on the earth. Somehow this is a Rachamim to bring it down from the heavens to the earth. You don't desire wickedness, and it should not dwell with you, because you're righteous. Therefore, all these evil things should not be with you. Let's bring it down here. So now we're going to uh, 
continue tomorrow, how do we know the machon is called Shamaim? And that is roughly 12 lines up from the bottom of Yudbeis Amadbeis.